As we come to the conclusion of the year and our uh, last Sunday Masses, I think it's fitting that, Amanda, you are the lector. Uh, <laughs> when I arrived here, Amanda was the lector every day for every Mass. I didn't, it was, there was like, I didn't, that's my, that was Amanda's job. And over time, it's like, let's expand this. And Amanda's like, yes, let's expand this. But what a blessing to have been on this journey for all of us in so many ways, uh, young and old, uh, student and faculty and uh, those that care for the place and those that live, in, live nearby and those that need a, a last chance mass uh, at 8.15. Uh, beautiful ways in which the Lord has called us to his fellowship and to this place of grace. Uh, thank you for all the ways. I've thanked you numerous times. I, the other day, a student said goodbye to me for like the fourth time. And I was like, okay, this is enough. <laughs> like, after the third time, you're like, eh. uh, But you, like, don't want to miss the opportunity to say goodbye, right? And so they're like, bye, bye, Father. And then you see each other again somewhere. And then you see each other again. And then you see each other again. And uh, what a blessing it is. Uh, and it brought a question to my mind at the commencement. Why is it that we need to do this? Why is it that we need to have this commencement? And the dynamic is always at play that when you have completed something, there needs to be, it's a human dynamic to need to have something that marks it, that says, here we are, and it ties the bow on it, and it sends us forth, and we know we've finished, and uh, it also begins something. And as we begin to look at those things, and you think about the remarkable gifts that each of you have and the ways in which you will change the cultures and the communities and the families and the worlds in which you are sent into, uh, we then enter into the gospel today, recognizing that here we are, the disciples uh, being given sort of some of their last moments of encouragement as they are sent out. And one might think in front of last yesterday and, and the great... Um, Challenge, I think maybe Bob Sutton put before all of the graduates to fix Ticketmaster. I don't know if you're going to be able to do it, but, you know, that was a nice option. You know, someone needs to fix it. There's lots of things that will be done by those that are graduating and those that will discover the world and and do different things. Uh, And we realize that that is a, a human dynamic that then helps us enter into what it is that the Lord is proposing because the Lord didn't just create a human dynamic and then separately like create the divine dynamic with which he saves us. He created us and through our fallenness, we live disordered. We live ways that aren't what he's asking of us. And through the salvation offered us in Jesus Christ, he entered back into our humanity. And so the way in which we're saved is going to be a human way. Right? The world's problems isn't that it is uh, not great. The world's problems is that through its greatness, it doesn't keep going. It doesn't recognize there's something even more than something accomplished that's merely human in this world. It doesn't recognize that it needs even more than to, uh, you know, you talk to anybody who's been successful and there's, it's hard. There's never like you get to the thing that you thought was your goal and then it's like there's an next goal. I mean, how many times, you know, I don't know if any of you are this camp, but like start talking to people that graduate and they're like, well, maybe I'll go on and get my master's. 
Well, maybe I'll go on and get my doctorate, right? So like there's always something more. And to realize like this more is why he came. And so through a human dynamic, we're going to find the divine dynamic. And he here in the Gospel of John is preparing them to go out. And what is he saying to them? He's reminding them of the dynamic he brought into the world. The Trinitarian movement that begins to happen in every person united to him. And they don't even get it, right? He's like, Philip, of all people, has been that close, right? right in the inner circle, and Philip doesn't even get it. No, Philip, don't you understand? I am the Father, and the Father is in me, and I am in the Father. Right? And then the whole thing begins through the power of the Holy Spirit and the outpouring of Pentecost becomes something that each of us bear. That the Trinitarian love is the gift that we ultimately can give to the world. Whether we're great in small ways or great in great ways. Whether we never travel outside of Vermilion or whether we end up becoming globetrotters all over the place. We have something to give. And it isn't by recognizing we don't have the human gifts. We are called to give those things because God created us to order and to create and to give for the flourishing of people. But ultimately, the flourishing of people comes when they discover Jesus Christ and his love and the ways in which that salvific work orders us back to the Father. Bob Sutton has a great proposal. I hope it happens sooner than later. But Jesus Christ proposes to them, you will do greater things than these. He's God. He's Jesus. He's the one the Father sent from all eternity. He's the one who would change all of human history. And he looks at them and says, yep, and you're going to do even greater things. Is that true? Well, it is if we understand what it is that he most was bringing, which was a reunion with the Father. Because these apostles, these disciples will go out into the world and they will change many, 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 many people. Jesus never left a certain area of the Holy Land. He only reached so many thousands. But the apostles will reach thousands who will then reach thousands who will then reach thousands. They will go to lands far, way further away. Right? Already Thomas was in India before he died. Greater things than these. And sure, Thomas was developing a people. Sure, Thomas was using the gifts that God gave him. But the thing that Thomas was doing that was greater than these was instilling in others the reunion with the Father. And so they did do greater things. And now, 2,000 years later, here we are. And we are a people who are very gifted, right? I know you already realize it doesn't take going on a bit of a mission trip or traveling somewhere where you uh, recognize to even have the privilege of being at the university. It's a privilege. You are gifted. You have much to offer. But there's nothing like offering another human being salvation. 
and you aren't offering them yourself. But God chose from the beginning to use a human instrument. So there are people that will only know the experience of the Father's love. There are people who will only know that the Trinity is truly a force and movement in this world because they meet you. And you can look back over the year and you can see different ways in which this has either happened for you or you have been an instrument of it already happening. When one of these people came to say goodbye, they had to do everything they could to fight back tears. What they're experiencing in their heart is something greater than what is human. Their desire to give back, to say thanks, to come and find me, or to come and find others that are here to say thank you, to embrace in a way, is an expression of something that is human but greater than what is human. And how do I know that for sure? Because I ask a lot of questions. (laughs) I think that's right. You guys are always like, oh, be careful. Father's coming. He's going to ask something deep. Right? I thought it was ordinary to ask people how God was working in their lives. What I realized is most people don't talk about how God is working in their lives. But unless we speak of the way God is working in our lives, we don't hear others know how God is working in their lives. And then we don't see the movement of what's happening inside our hearts. And this same one who was holding back tears, I know because he said to me, and will say to all of you whenever I get a chance to put it somewhere in social media, that in this year he has discovered for the first time as an adult that the Trinity is inside him. Now, I didn't use the word Trinity hardly ever. I never used the word Trinity, which was the sign for me that he was just using a word to express something that he was certain of. Greater things than these. But my friends, it's only one thing. It's God. And it's the same thing that Jesus came to bring to this world. It's what he said, the Father's love. And so in union with the church through Christ who offers himself to the Father, we discover that we are changing and being reordered in this world. And that ordering is a door that leads us to a place that's being prepared for eternity. When I was young, heaven seemed like uh, a pretty good Zelda game. I could think of what eternity was going to be like when I thought about the adventures of Link. It's just going to be a constant, never-ending, secret passageway behind that bush. But as I mentioned on the first weekend that I preached here, at 26 years old, something happened in which my heart was filled with a light and a joy and a mercy and a transformation I never could have planned. And since that day, I realized 
All of the adventure games in the world are just trying to express something human. But when you meet the adventure of Jesus Christ, it all makes sense. And now today, I just want what happened to me 26, when I was 26, to happen forever. And the gospel is our promise from the one who created us and saves us and calls us back that he's preparing a place for you. It's a beautiful gift to watch as so many of you help other people discover that God has a home in heaven for them. To be instruments of that love, that mercy, that patience, that kindness, that joy, that is the beginning of everybody discovering that there is one who cares for them. What a blessing it will be when we are all gathered together in heaven one day to see the amazing ways in which he fulfilled his promise that you would do even greater things than he. Just as there is a human need to gather at the end of something, to tie a bow and make a recognition of what has been given to us on the journey and to prepare for what is ahead, we too have that need in a divine way. And so every Sunday, we come to Mass. And in this Eucharist, we recognize that the one who creates us, sustains us, and saves us at all moments, whether we recognize it or we don't, like Philip, is at work in our hearts, in our families, in our communities, in this world, and right here in Vermilion, South Dakota, at the university. I don't know if it's appropriate from the pulpit, but... Go Yotes.